everybody, it's the Way of Rock Podcast, episode 45 with Jeff and Jack. How you doing, Jack? Doing all right. You'll notice the absence of theme music tonight. We are what they call on the road. On tour, if you On will. tour. And I brought a little kit for us to record in a hotel room, which we are currently doing. But I didn't really bring all the cables I needed, so I see. I was not able to hook up today's theme music. So we are we are going what they call in the business dry. Sure. Yes. We're coming to you from stormy Charlotte, North Carolina. Is it still stormy? It looks like we might get another one. It's been stormy the last couple of nights. I see. It has been stormy the last couple of nights. Kind of on the suburbs out here by the raceway, so not really seeing a lot of the town. But uh, we did have a little bit of a road trip coming here. We got to see a little Memphis. We got to see a little Nashville. We did. Memphis kind of disappointed me this time around. Memphis disappointed you, and Nashville triggered me. Nashville disappointed you. You have no frame of reference well, with Nashville. Well, I wouldn't say Nashville disappointed me or um, as much as I would say I am just an, an angry person, and areas with large groups of large amounts of people, no matter how cool it is, are going to trigger me in some capacity. has kind of turned into a mini Las Vegas. And you've never been to Las Vegas, but you would be horribly triggered by the Strip. The Strip of Las Vegas is just people that seemingly have nothing better to do with their lives except walk up and down the street and buy giant frozen drinks and drink them. And... Nashville went from a very cool town to see live music. Even if you're not into country music, it was still cool to go in and see some of the bands that were playing. It still is. Don't get me wrong. But you have to dodge all the people that are just there to be like, woohoo, we're in Nashville. Take a selfie. So that, that does take away. Plus, they're turning the whole Broadway scene into a giant shopping mall, which is annoying. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't mind any of the, like when we were walking walking down Broadway, I wasn't bothered by any of the actual Nashville parts, like all all the the bars and the restaurants and the barbecue places and whatnot were fine. It's without getting into two specifics of um, what bothers me: white girls and country and uh, what a <laughs> cowboy hats is like. Number one pet peeve. Right. You were, so. it, was, it was the Vegas aspect of it. I get it. I totally get it. Because that bothered me too. But I, I guess I've got enough experience with Nashville. I can kind of see through that into the coolness that's still there. Now I fear that that coolness is going to be priced out. And that corporate America is going to take it right over like they did Times Square and Las Corporate Vegas. America does, does tend to ruin everything. I'm afraid if we go to Las Vegas in 10 years, some of those cool honky-tonks might not you be You said there. Las Vegas. If we go to Nashville in 10 years, some of those cool honky-tonks may not be there. Just like when you go to Vegas now, you have to go to Old Town Vegas to really see a cool casino. Because all the old casinos that were awesome have been torn up and and torn down. Now, I will say we walked by Kid Rock's bar. We did. Restaurant. And um, which had... I don't know what you'd call it, like a an open window area where right, you, you which could, is pretty common there. Oh, it was bigger than the other so, right. but you we we could stand on the street and watch. It the was band. the only one that we cared to stop for, and we stopped and we watched uh, a, a band. I think they only did. Um, they were doing TNT, TNT, DC. They kind yeah. of broke that into Thunderstruck for a minute. Yeah, for in it, but we were you know it was, it was fun. It was it was fun to. I think I could have a fun day in Nashville. You could, and you could have I a just, fun night in Nashville. And there's, like I said, there's places to go. It doesn't, oh, it doesn't have to be the uh, the Ray Ban store and the Rainforest Cafe <laughs> and Margaritaville. It doesn't have to be that nonsense. There's cool stuff to do there. You just gotta, you just gotta search through that that top layer of nonsense to get to it. Yeah, um, which I could probably do. You I could. just get. Triggered now, easily. Memphis, on the other hand, had changed quite a bit since the last time we were there. And I've been going to Memphis for years, so I know Beale Street. I know 
be, that, that area was always kind of what Nashville is to country music. Beale Street was a little smaller version to the blues. And I know the last time we were there, there were like blues players out in the streets and we didn't see any of that. This I'm going to I'm going to push back a little bit because I have a theory. Uh-huh. If you're, um, because when we went, there was some type of event going. For what, whatever that was. That's true, but that's still not that different from... Uh, and, and we were there just on like a Monday or something like yeah. that. So, okay, I, I, I'll give you that. And I think part of the... like We, we were walking looking for some something th- happening, and the only thing really happening there was that. And I think that was because we just kind of went on... And, and it was still light out on a weeknight... Yeah, I'll give you that. But we were yeah, watching the, like the only live music that was out was out out on the street was like a '90s jangly and and they were the o- they were the opener. They were the they opener. weren't. But I fear that they weren't opening for like some searing blues guitar player. They were opening for another jangly guitar. <laughs> I don't I don't know. We weren't we didn't stick around. Yeah, it oh. just it just seemed like the vibe. Like before that band started playing, there was just a DJ there playing DJ music. Yeah, I, I understand your criticisms. I, I mean, I, I kind of get it, but and also a big difference um, between Memphis and Nashville. Corporate America has not taken over Memphis yet. Yeah, there was no Rainforest Cafe or a Ray Ban store. Yeah, like and that. but I, I mean, I was, uh, I guess, to a level, disappointed in the same capacity that you were with with our Beale Street experience because I also have experienced Beale Street at night before and so i i had a i mean it was, it was a long time ago but i had a vague understanding of right what was going to be happening and again some of that might have been because it was like a thursday and seven o'clock and yeah so we'll give it that but but i i do think that part of the lack of live music in the restaurants might have been due to the fact that there was kind of a bigger of overall event going and they just Fair enough. The owners, I would imagine a lot of those places are owned by one guy rather than a company. Could be. And they just, I don't know. Well, that being said, we hit both towns. We had barbecue in both towns. We did. Very enjoyable. Shout out to Memphis and Nashville barbecue. Are we going to attack Memphis barbecue? We are not. Okay. I have nothing to, I was a little annoyed that I couldn't get brisket at the chosen restaurant. That seems like a barbecue standard. But my pulled pork was quite good. Yeah. Um, well, I think our national experience was overall very, very good in the terms of barbecue. Yeah, that's one of my favorite barbecue places in the country. We and it just happens to be in a tourist ter- trap, so you wouldn't think it would be that great, but it is. We hail from a barbecue hotspot, perhaps. We do. And I go to school near another barbecue hotspot. You do. Admittedly, I can't tell a difference between the two of them. And to really, I can't tell the difference between the four of them. Um, and but and I and I do think that we not that our Memphis barbecue is bad, but it, I don't think we went to the the greatest spot for it. I have had better barbecue in Memphis. Like when we were downtown in Memphis, because we were in the Memphis suburbs as well. But when we were downtown Memphis, we did see a spot that we we're like. That's probably uh, that's no, probably the place to go. There's a couple places, and I showed you the, the the place with the goats. I've had that barbecue before; it was quite enjoyable. Memphis has good barbecue. Okay, we we didn't necessarily go to the best place. We won't say their name. But okay, all in all, we did enjoy it. The hospitality in Tennessee is, of course, awesome. So that then brought us here to Charlotte, where there is no uh, music, <laughs> as far as we know. A lot of racing. There is football. There is some mediocre barbecue. Um, not coming after Carolina barbecue, just coming after the... Well, I'll come after Carolina barbecue. Stop with that vinegar sauce. I don't hate the vinegar sauce. Yeah, I do. Just just uh, get on board with the regular... It doesn't bother me. ...smoke and, and barbecue now, sauce. Now, okay, now, back in your days of eating potato chips, were you a fan of the salt and vinegar chip? Not really. Okay, I'm a big fan of the salt and vinegar chips, so I might just enjoy vinegar. You may, you may. And do you prefer salt and vinegar over barbecue chips? I don't like barbecue chips that ah, much. I see. I like. I don't know. Well, Not that okay. barbecue chips taste anything like barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. So, well, 
the the first thing to get out of the way here is I don't really stray f- away from jalapeno chips. I really only eat chips that aren't tortilla chips if they're from Jimmy John's. And if you go to Jimmy John's, you get the jalapeno chips. Yeah, those aren't bad. And shout ha- out to Charlotte. They're friendly here, too. They just don't have uh, any live music. I will give a shout out to Charlotte. This is not a Charlotte thing, but it's a thing that I've been enjoying in Charlotte. Cookout. Um, we don't have cookout where we hail from. And I'm quite... I'm quite qu- taken, huh? I'm quite taken. It's not that it's good, because it is. But it's because it has the rare combo of really good, but also, like, very, very cheap. You can get you can get a full meal, like, and you can get a full meal for under $8 a lot of places, but it's not... Good. Yeah, like... <laughs> My when I go to a fast food place like a McDonald's or a Wendy's or a Taco Bell, my order's probably in the eleven to twelve dollar range. I've been getting a my my the, the last couple times that I've had to go there, my it's been seven ninety, and I leave full. Very nice. So shout out to them. And shout have, out to Cookout. Have a good burger. So um, I didn't know Cookout existed, and I wouldn't take them seriously as with their name because it's a silly name, but. Uh, I kind of like it. They do all right. And they have more than burgers. They have, uh, they have. I don't know if I would go to it, but they have, like, barbecue. When you look at the, the, the variety of burger places and their names, I don't think Cookout's too bad. I don't. Um, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I, I haven't thought, put too much thought in the burger name hierarchy, but it's whatever. It's not, uh, not what I spend my time thinking about. but. I hope everybody is enjoying Jeff and Jack's travel log. Before we left on this trip, I saw the Foo Fighters. You did see the Foo Fighters, and you didn't see the Foo Fighters opener, which makes me I didn't, sad. and that was just more logistics than anything else. The The band that is opening on their this leg of their tour is Radkey. Radkey. And I don't know a whole lot about them. I know you've given them a listen or two. I have. Um, if, you can, if you can go on for a second... Um, I they are from Missouri. I want to double check that which I city. I didn't know. I want to say before I, um, before I fully oh St. Joseph. So I was right. They're from St. Yeah. Joseph, Missouri, over on the western side of the state. Yeah, well, that's very cool. So they're, um, they're on the Foo Fighters tour, which we know will uh, do wonders for a band. Yeah, and because um, and they are three three brothers. Nice. Well, the Foo Fighters put on a Foo Fighters show. We know what to expect with them. Um, last time we saw Foo Fighters was, of course, the tour where Dave broke his leg just a couple months before we saw them. So we saw him perform from the throne. Yeah. This time Dave is fully healed, so he was running around the stage being Dave Grohl. Yeah. Which we have also seen in we previous have. years. Dave, you know what you're going to get with the Foo Fighters show. It's, it's you know, you're going to get the hits. He's going to throw in a couple of, uh, a couple of B-sides which he likes to talk about when he plays them. He's going to do what he calls keg party, which is thrown in a cover or two. Um, he's going to get behind the kit and play drums for a song or two. And Taylor's going to grab the stand. Taylor will sing, which they did. Uh, he's going to tell his jokes. He's going to talk to the crowd. He's, he's high energy. The, the Foo Fighters are a band that at least portray that they're having the time of their lives every night. They do do that. And this is a band that they play, you know, two and a half hours every night, three hours, depending on, you know, their, where they are. The rules. Depending on the rules. They, they like to uh, bait the crowd into thinking they're going to play all night long. Yeah. They don't because there's usually a curfew. Just a spoiler alert for anyone who's never been to a concert. Um, but they, they give it their all. I've heard Dave talk about it before, and he talks about performing as if he were a fan in the crowd and what he enjoyed when he went to concerts. And you you can tell he does that in his performance. There's, you know, a, a show of that stature is going to be fairly formatted. I know they go off script a little bit, but they give the appearance of being loose. They do. Which, you know, a band such as, I don't know, Kiss, um, it's down to the, to the beat what they're doing. They're never going to go off of off script. Unfortunately, Kiss is still <laughs> playing live shows. Just just to show you the the converse of that. No, but, yes, you know yeah. some some bands go out there like a Bruce Springsteen, and outside of the first four songs, you may not know what's going to happen the rest of the night. 
some sa- some bands are super scripted, like like Kiss, and everything is scripted from the lighting cues down to the banter, down to everything. It's it's all the same every night, no matter where you see them. Um, that last tour, which I guess is still going on, the the Guns N' Roses tour, fairly scripted, but they did vary it up a little bit, city to city. They they mixed in different covers. They they did different things. The Foo Fighters, I'm sure, are kind of in that vein. They probably play different covers in different areas. I'm sure the banter is fairly, you know, pretty much the same every night. But either way, Dave looks like he's having a good time. Pat Smear always has a smile on his face. He does. They're incredible musicians. They I don't are. think people really, and maybe they do, but I, you, never, you never really hear people giving the Foo Fighters the credit for being just amazing musicians. To that, I couldn't tell you the the third guitar player in Foo Fighters' name. The main guitar player? Yeah, that Chris, guy. Chris Shiflett. Yeah. I he's knew an was, amazing guitar I player. I knew it was a Chris, and I knew he was yeah. very good. He's, he's, the, the whole band is so tight, and, and Dave is so good about being one of those aw shucks guys that you forget that he's a multi-instrumentalist. He writes all the songs. He wrote that first Foo Fighters album while still a member of Nirvana, recorded it all himself the, the dude's an amazing talent but he just gives that vibe that oh geez i just picked up a guitar last week and now i'm on stage in front of twenty thousand people now that's not the case at all the, the dude knows what he's doing and he's got expert musicians behind him and uh and and taylor's kind of kind of a dave light in that sense that dude can drum but he just kind of looks like he's some dude that was on the beach and dave saw him and said hey you want to be in a band but that is, of course, not the case. Those guys can play, and they put on a great show. So we we really enjoyed the Foo Fighters last yes. week. There's a ton of shows coming up. There are. Um, what do you have tickets for? I currently have tickets for. Um, I will be going in September. I have two shows that I have tickets for right now. I'm going to look to add to that here soon. Um, I will be going to a a metal show. And uh, featuring, it's a Black Dahlia murder show. I'm kind of more going for Carnifex and After the Burial, but the Black Dahlia murder, they're fine. They have a cool name. Um, there's also a fourth band, Rivers of Nile, I think, which I'm not too familiar with. I know the name, but I'm not too familiar with. And then either, like, they're within a couple of days of each other, um, but then... Seven Dust in Tremonti are also yeah. That's gonna be a good my one. neck of the woods, which I've been wanting to see Tremonti for quite some time, and I've quite excited that I'm kind of it's uh it's looking like it's gonna happen. I have my tickets ready. I got a I got a deal on the tickets, like one of those quick little promotions. So I got them for like ten dollars. Um, general admission, so be be on the floor. I'm not too familiar with the venue. I've never been there, so we'll see how it goes. Um, you going to try to hit that Avatar show? I'm sure I will. And then we're going to try to do Black Label in your neck of the woods. We're going to try to do Black Label. Black My... Label Society, they haven't actually gone out in a while, and I'm very, very excited yeah. to, to and possibly then see that. Also, um, kind of in the same week as the two shows I just mentioned, Chevelle's also coming to my neck of the woods. Yeah. And I just saw Chevelle, but I, I do believe that you can't see Chevelle. Well, and when you see Chevelle doing their own headline show. Yeah, it's a completely different before. experience. Yeah, completely I, different. I've only, so. I mean, I've seen them probably, I mean, we got to get be nearing double digits at this point, but we've only, I've only seen them in their own headlining uh, fashion once. And even to that, a couple days later, I saw Guns N' Roses with Deftones. I always forget that. I always forget that you saw that Chevelle show just before that GNR yeah. show. And I think there was another show just before the Guns N' Roses. No, just before the Chevelle show. Um, we saw Maiden right before that. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so Chevelle got like, in, in, that got sandwiched between Maiden and Guns, <laughs> and and Guns Roses. And Roses. And, and that was your first time seeing both bands. But, but first time seeing both bands. This is not... This is not Chinese democracy, Guns N' Roses. We're, we're, this is Guns N' Roses. Um, and so, and, and not that, like, I've forgotten about it, but, like, it was probably the third best concert I saw that week. But, it, I mean, it's, it, <laughs> it, 
it was up there on like the best shows I've I've seen ever because it was it was on the uh, North Corridor tour, which probably up until this new album, which I've been listening to a lot more recently, I've kind of hopped on that and um, not to get on a Chevelle tangent, but I think that might be album of the year uh, at this point. But um, North Corridor is probably my second favorite album. And they, they, I mean, they played a lot of songs off of that. Pete is an amazing, amazing frontman, especially when you put them in a smaller club um, in their own headlining show and you give them an hour and a half, two hours to do his thing. So Yeah, he is. And, and it's so weird because he's such an unassuming guy. Yeah. He's just a dude that wears black jeans, black T-shirts, short hair, doesn't necessarily look like a rock star, but that dude can front a band. Yeah, and... Uh, and there's he doesn't there's not a lot of banter with him if I remember right. There isn't. He he'll do a little bit more in those headlining shows whenever he has kind of enough time to to do their thing. He did a little bit of banter when we just saw them at Rockfest. Um but yeah, for the most part, he's just a guy that goes out there with his his Stratocaster tuned down to drop B and he just plays his songs and, and yells his lyrics at you and it's it's a great time, so I do need to hop on that and grab my tickets. Also, this one isn't close, so I'm still debating it, but Coheed and Cambria is going to be within the two-hour range of me. That's right. Yeah, you were telling me about that. And that's one that I think I'm going to try to find a buddy for. Um, If I don't, I'll play by ear. I really want to see Coheed and Cambria. The Dark Sensor was one of my favorite albums from that year. Um, and I listen to, I kind of been going down to the, this summer, I've been listening to a lot of them just because I, I really like what they're doing over there. So, and that's all the ones that I have off the top of my head. Well, next week we are both seeing Blacktop Mojo. Oh God, I forgot about that. Yeah, we are you, seeing Blacktop Mojo. At, I did just Rock see Fest, them. But we're seeing them in a club show. Another one that is on the horizon, um... I don't know if it's official yet, but there is a festival in Peoria, Illinois, that uh, featuring I think the headliner Cedar. It's not a super big festival, right? Yeah. But Nonpoint was on the bill as well, and I th- think that's a possibility. Gotcha. So, so yeah, we're seeing Blacktop Mojo together next week. The night after that, I am going to see the Black Moods. Yes. Who are doing a a little jaunt through Missouri? They're doing three shows in Missouri. I only get to see one. Um, then later on in September, I've got Corn and Stained, which you just saw at Rockfest. And I'm going to, um, first off, that show I believe has the 68 on it, if you remember them ah, from when we saw them. them. But, Who did uh, they open for? I they opened the show. for the Trivium Avatar show. Gotcha. Nope. They opened for the Devin Townsend Avatar show. Gotcha. Okay. Go ahead. Same venue yeah. in Avatar. Um, but I'm going to. The band that we kind of dabbled in, Fire from the Gods, is also on that bill. Um, I miss them at Rockfest. I would encourage going early and seeing them. I think, uh, especially, I know you, you kind of have your issues with modern day production and whatnot. And so I do think it would, I, I would be interested in seeing your opinion of them after seeing them live. Yeah. Well, and that, 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 that does sometimes change my opinion because the stuff that's so overproduced now, sometimes when you do see the band live, it's not as overproduced. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, cool. These guys have a cool sound. And usually bands sound better live than they do if they're overproduced anyway. But yeah, I will look forward to that. Hopefully, hopefully logistics will allow us to get there early enough to see that. Yeah. Um, let's see, the week after that or a couple weeks after that, and I'm totally psyched for this show because it's another candidate for album of the year, in my opinion. The Dead Daisies. I'm going to completely, I'm going to derail you again here because another candidate of album of the year that's going to be on the road is Gojira. They're also going to be in my neck of the woods. That's true. So I'm going to have one. to. And I think they might be coming through our place too. Yeah, I'm totally psyched for the Dead Daisies. Opening for the Dead Daisies will be our friends, the Black Moods. Yeah, I'm So also, I get to see another Black Mood show. I'm also going to uh, pause you again and just kind of. Um, it is, it is crazy how we had that little, that little gap period where it was 
it went we went to zero to sixty really fast. We really did, and there's where, there's shows that are falling through the cracks. Yeah, but then like we had in spring, there was a lot of shows happening in in clubs where you're still doing the distancing and half capacity. Shows are back now. Shows are back now. Not the huge shows, but the the amphitheaters are back. Uh, we got uh, uh, a smaller amphitheater now. That oh, speaking of September, that smaller amphitheater, we could see Judas Priest. Judas Priest, very excited about. You're excited for Judas Priest. I saw Judas Priest a few years ago, um, so I'm less excited for Judas Priest and more excited for their opener, who is Sabaton. Which you've been wanting to Which see I've for years. Which I've been wanting to see for years. Yes. We, you've kind of dubbed them, um, and this is going to sound like an insult, but it's not. It's um, not. Swedish Five Finger Death Punch. And you're right. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're better. Um, and, and their songs are like, and this is going to be mean, but five, like, if I haven't listened to a Five Finger song, in, a new Five Finger song in a while, but the older Five Finger is very just kind of like, ooh, war, ah. Sabaton is like, history war it's like a history lesson of war yes and it and it's it's really cool so um, yeah the pre-show is two nights before the dead daisies i can't tell you how excited i am to see the dead daisies yeah i think last time dead daisies were in town they they had a different lineup um different lead singer their guitar player at the time was richard fortas who's now of course with guns and roses he's a hometown guy and they opened for kiss on that particular tour so they didn't get to play a headlining show. This is a headlining show. Glenn Hughes in front. I'm I'm so excited to see that Dead Daisy show. No, yeah, I think I think that that will be a, a good show. And then our show in Nashville that I'm going to, which has nothing to do with rock and roll, so we won't really bring it up. But we do get to see it at the world famous historic Ryman Theater, which I'm I'm very excited yes, which about. Which we took a walk by. We did. Joan Jett was playing that, that night, so that's not who we're seeing. <laughs> Although it'd be very cool at that show, so yeah, tons and tons of shows coming up. Like I said, there's there's stuff falling through the, through the cracks. I know uh, another one that's not really rock and roll, but somewhat related in our town will be Buddy Guy. Um, I would really like to see Buddy Guy. He's he's probably in his the twilight of his not only career, but you know the man just turned eighty five years old. So let's not kid ourselves. But uh, I would like to see Buddy Guy before that's all said and done. And I know there's a couple of other shows coming through that venue that, that are slipping my mind, but it is going to be a fall of live music. Yeah, so... Um, so we'll, lots to report. Lots in, to report. In, in upcoming episodes. I can't wait to hear about some of those shows you're seeing on, on your side of the tracks. Yeah, I need to, I need to look in... I, I need to look into the dates of some of the ones we just kind of remembered, like the Avatars and the... The Avatars and the... Um, Gojira. Gojira's... And I and I think I have to remind myself the date of the Coheed. Um, but I, I know the Chevelle one and I think I can make most of them work. It's just a matter of getting all that uh all that figured out and tickets bought and whatnot. Cool. Let's take a little break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about some new music from Guns and Roses. We are back with the Way of Rock Podcast with Jeff and Jack, episode number forty five. And we uh we saw some cool new music coming down the pike in the in the last few days. There was a big announcement though that I don't know if it really got the attention that I thought it deserved, but Gibson Guitars is starting their own record label. Yeah, I saw this um and then I forgot it and then you just mentioning it kind yeah, of remembered. They're, they're starting their own guitar their own record label and the first album that they are planning to release will be a new album from Slash with Miles Kennedy and the the conspirators. Yeah, and um, so the the I think the biggest thing is new Slash featuring Miles Kennedy right. and the conspirators. It's very cool that Gibson's starting a record label. the The fact that they picked Slash to be their first release makes sense. Slash has had a, a long history with with the Gibson company, several um, signature guitars. He's had a long relationship with him. That's pretty much all he ever plays. We see him do the BC Rich Mockingbird every now and, and then. And he's Slash. And he's Slash. But that does mean that early 2022, we get to see brand new Slash with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Now, I'm going to go a step further in saying even more 
about the, looking deeper than just a new Slash album, that probably means a Slash tour is on the horizon as well. I would imagine, which, which always makes me excited. I mean, we've we've seen many many good shows, but Slash and Miles Kennedy is probably they're always among the best. You, Slash, of course, is out with Guns right now. They're they're doing a little leg um, through America, but. Yeah, early 2022, we're going to see new music from them. Hopefully a tour. Hopefully just a show in our town. Yeah. I, that, that's all I need. I don't care if he plays anywhere else. Um, again, Slash shows are always amazing. I, 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 I'm, as you know, a huge Guns fan. Yes. You know, I was, in, I, was, I was a freshman in high school when that first, high school, in college when that first album came out. It blew me away. It was like nothing that was out at all. Yes. Nothing. People like to look back at that era and say, oh, you know, all those bands sounded kind of the same and they lumped Guns N' Roses into that. No, I'm sorry. Guns N' Roses was like Aerosmith and the Rolling Stones only like drugged out and and more hyper and more punked out. And they they were just like an extreme version of those two bands. And there was no, like nothing that was out like, in the late 80s. Like you said, they, they kind of get lumped into the 80s hair metal scene. You hear bit. that? And like you, I always get bothered by that because hair metal almost seems like an insult. Well, and it was it was meant to be an insult back then. Yeah, hair metal was was only reserved for bands like Slaughter or Warrant or um, Trickster or Poison or you know bands that, quite frankly, were at least where I grew up. That's it was chick music for one thing. Dudes didn't listen to that. You're not old enough to remember Beavis and Butthead, but Beavis and Butthead wore ACDC and Metallica t-shirts. Hard Rockica? <laughs> Hard Rockica. And their nerdy friend wore a Warrant shirt. So, or not even Warrant. It was uh, Winger. I always confuse uh, yes, Warrant and Winger because they both suck equally. But those were bands that, like, if you dug, if you dug Guns N' Roses or if you dug, you know, metal bands like Judas Priest or Iron Maiden, you, you didn't dig winger or warrant or trickster or slaughter or any of the 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 numerous what they called hair bands back then because it it really was an insult but in the in the years now it's just oh any band with a lead singer that has long hair is a hair band so and i'm out of the many people that have talked in the world i'm sure someone said this before but in my head you know you say that they're not hair metal but and this is going to trigger you because you hate subgenres but then I, I always think I'm like, what would you classify Guns N' Roses? And you're just gonna say rock and roll, and I don't, I don't like the term rock and roll. It's a fine term, but I, the in roll bothers me. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with. You've heard of post grunge? Oh God, stop. How about, how about pre grunge? Just okay, just stop. My point being that I was, I was gonna say that that I, I have always felt, and we're talking about solo slash. I have always felt that that Guns N' Roses was the marriage of Slash, who was an unabashed like Aerosmith fan and seventies rock, and Duff, who was a punk. Yes, that and adds up. those two mixed together created Guns N' Roses. And when you listen to solo Slash, you take away the Duff aspect of it, and it just becomes Slash's version of seventies rock and roll. Yes, and it, I, I'll die on this hill. That first Slash album except for the Maroon 5 song that was on it, which was terrible. I'll, I'll, I'll put that up against any Guns N' Roses album. Um, for that the, matter, I'll put Apocalyptic yeah, Love I was up gonna against say, it. I was going to say Apocalyptic Love is the better Slash album. Um, I'll put them both up. I think, I, not, and not that I want when you're, to... When you're comparing Slash albums, you get nitpicky, and that's just the, the, the way of talking about Slash albums. Um, I, I do think that I've always thought that the Slash album didn't feel like, I mean, and this is what it was. It's it's not an album as much as it is a compilation. Like, y- you turn on, I'm a big advocate of listening to albums top to bottom. If you shuffle an album in front of me, I'll punch you. But I don't think, that, like, with that first Slash album, listening to top to bottom compared to shuffling it, there's not a difference because it's, it yeah, is a yeah, different lead singers, right, um, right? But so that's why I, I, I do really. Okay, I'll give you that. That's fair enough. Go with apocalyptic love over that, but 
Well, that's I why I get so excited excited about New Slash because. But the uh, I, I do think I, I do think his output has been damn near as good as what Guns N' Roses did. No, I I would I would agree. I w- will say I do think that the latest Slash album really flies under the radar. We didn't do a album like a top albums of the year in 2019 because I think we were more focused on the end of the uh, the end of the decade and we did a lot of yeah. end of the decade stuff. But I think that album's called Living the Dream. Yeah, is that add up? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would have been my album of the year in 2019. There was a lot of good ones, but I think that one, if not the top, it would have been one A, one B. But I'm good with that. I'm good with any year that uh, that Slash puts an album out. That's that's <laughs> the top album of the year. Now it was funny that when this news was released, I re uh, Instagrammed it. I don't know what the the proper term for that is, but the first person to comment was like, you know, something like "F that, we need new Guns and Roses," or you know. It was something along those lines. So not a week or so later, what did we get? We new got Guns N' Roses. New Guns N' Roses. Now, this is this kind of seems more like a, what was that, Shadow of Your Love? That was actually an outtake. I was going to bring that up because that was an outtake from the 80s. Okay. That's something that didn't, that's how good that, that, that was a great song. It didn't make appetite. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a tangent here. I don't understand that concept of not well, making that's because maybe that back is, then you you really did have physical limitations you couldn't just release a digital album with 30 tracks if you wanted but to. even that an like, album and a vinyl album back then you could only put so many songs on well like was it then was it then not good enough for gnr lies or was gnr lies all that, acoustic that I, was I yeah well that was a weird that was, was before my time again so it, was, it was an album so it was sides one side was just live cuts that they had collected and the other side was like three or four acoustic tracks okay. that they did. So, so then I apologize. So that wasn't necessarily plus. a studio album either. But um Now they could have put it on Use Your Illusion one or two. They could have. And I'd like to hear the outtakes of that. Do we wanna do do we wanna give an update on the Use Your Illusion? So we're gonna do a deep dive on y- this. You you Th- said this album came out thirty years ago. No, I I, I and I wanna do an episode just to deep dive on Use yes. Your Illusion one and two. But uh, like a few episodes ago, we said that it would be the next episode, we did. and then it didn't happen. But it's been a busy summer. We're not abandoning it. We are not. We're just postponing it because things keep happening. Yes, things keep happening, but we are going to do it because Use Your Illusion one and two, in a year that saw so many great albums by Van Halen and by the Red Hot Chili Peppers and by Metallica and by Skid Row, so many great albums, Pearl Jam. Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 came out that year, and they deserve their own episode. So yes. we will do that. Hopefully yes. the next episode will be all about Use Your Illusion 1 or 2. But right now, this this new Guns N' Roses song, it's called Absurd, and we've given it a couple listens. I'm going to be honest with you. The first listen, I, I didn't care for it. Um, I'm, I, I have two opinions on it. I, I've, this song is like the easiest... Guns N' Roses song to separate Axel from the rest of the band. Yeah. If this was released, like, okay, you know, going back to that Slash album, do you remember the uh, the instrumental with Dave Grohl and Duff? Yes. And that one's awesome, right? I feel like if you would have taken out Axel's vocals and it's just the guys jamming, you're looking at like an, a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 track. Because right. a lot of it's, it's it, a great it, riff, it, and it does. And I'll go to another thing. It, it reminds me a lot of CMF, CMFT must be stopped. Where it's like this almost isn't supposed to be a right. song. It's supposed to be like, oh, they just kind of had fun in the studio and threw right. this together. But and it's like between it's between Axel just saying absurd eighty seven times. You have Slash doing like just incredible Slash things. It's a great riff. He has a lot of he has like six solos. <laughs> Well, like I, they're I a little assume short. Richard's on there, and he does a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, and, and as my as mean as I am to Richard, he's he, he can hold his own with his six string as well, and so I mean I think I would say yes. <laughs> Listen, he's not Slash. I don't care. He's he's still an amazing guitar yeah, player. Yeah, I know, and I, I, most of it's I mean him out of your your odd fandom for him that he was in Pale Divine, so he's the god of guitarists. He's an stop. He's an amazing guitar player. He's fine. You play does. guitar. No, you I, know how I hard do. it is. I do, and I and I respect his ability. I just when I go see Guns N' Roses with Richard Fortas, I don't need Richard Fortas solos. That's just my issue. 
Like we're already playing for three hours, which is great. Love that. And I it didn't bother me when they when Richard Fortas was soloing with Slash whenever they were trying to divert us from the November Rain piano, <laughs> which worked, by the way. That was awesome. Because then we we you and I kind of realized at the same time we looked down, there's a piano on the stage, we're like, that's the November Rain piano. All right. But, about two years ago when we saw Slash and Richard came out and they did, uh, what did they do? Anything Goes? I don't remember. I've, listen, I, you saw the lesser of two Slash shows that summer. I saw Slash in at the Montreux Jazz Festival in Switzerland, Europe, where Richard Fortas was not even on the continent. And I saw Slash play a 25-minute solo. You did. And so... When I saw him again later in that summer, not that it was a bad show, but it was a fraction of what I had already seen that summer, so it's very forgettable because I, I, I had already seen Slash play. Like We saw Guns N' Roses play for six hours. I saw Slash play for about two hours because they don't have rules in Europe. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the single. So like you said, it does sound like a jam that they just kind of plugged Axel's vocals in. And his vocals are way processed, and it just yeah, sounds weird. I was uh, when when you originally yesterday, or you were like you said that you weren't crazy about it, and I didn't disagree. But I I pushed I in in my head I didn't say anything, but in my head I pushed back. I was like, it, it's Axel, and outside of after Use Your Illusion two, there hasn't really been a good Axel recording. We've seen Axel play live, all right, but yeah, they're you know. he sounded great. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think Chinese democracy isn't as bad as people say. No, and we this is actually a, a, a interesting topic that we briefly mentioned uh, while we were driving the other day. That if Chinese democracy had a different name, right. not a, not a different name, it would sorry, be a, 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 different a different band, band name. It was recorded under under a different band like name. if it, if it was recorded under Axel Rose Loaded, we might <laughs> Duff might have something to say about that. Axl Rose featuring the conspirators. Like, no, it, <laughs> I think we would have had a different opinion on it. I think just the fact that and even the lineup of Chinese Democracy, you have Richard Fortas. I don't know if DJ Ashville was on that I, album. Man, I think there was like a ton of guitar players on it. I think there was a ton of everybody on it. But like, we're we're fans of Frank Ferrer here. I don't can't tell you the post duff bass player's name but i'm sure they're well they had tommy stinson for a while sure you don't know who that is but i know he was in the band for a while they had uh i don't know so many that was a revolving door who is let's not even go down that road no yeah but 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 it's a fine album you're right if it was recorded under you know if it was like an axl rose solo album or something like that then it would have probably gotten a little more play and to that I can only name a few songs off that album, but right. when we saw them, they played a few of them live, and they played the song better, yeah. which is kind of a, a, a jingly little song. But there's a really cool Richard Fortas guitar solo with uh, completed with... Actually, it's not a solo. He, he does this really awesome sweep thing. I think it's at the end of the choruses or somewhere I haven't listened to in, in a while. but And I do really like that song. I just think that I'm bothered by the fact that this is the same band, I say in quotation marks, that released the Use Your Illusions and the Appetites for Destructions. Right. No, I get that. So, yeah, I don't know if this uh, this single by Guns signifies more coming down the I would the argue pike. it doesn't. I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, it I, might not. I don't think it will. Um, but, you know, who knows? I haven't seen anything to that effect, but there's, there's nothing stopping them. Now in... Um, in in the news of mu- things that are leading to an album, new trivium. So, you know what? I'm going to back up a little bit before we get into that because I saw this news story the other day, okay. and I forgot to put it on the agenda. We don't have anything to listen to, but I thought you might be excited to know it. Crowbot has finished recording their new album. Oh, that's epic! They made a post about it yesterday. I, so they they spent some, right after you saw them at Rockfest, they like jumped back into you're the studio. You're right. I kind of and, briefly saw that and hit it hard. So. They have finished recording. Obviously, it's still got to be mixed and blah, blah, blah. But they're at least new material in the can for Crowbot. Thank you for bringing that up, because going back to my earlier point about Slash being album of the year, it, 2019 was definitely between Living the Dream and Mother Brain. Those were 1 and 1A. I'm not going to pick a... I can't pick between those, but yeah, Crowbot, Crowbot's up there. 
So an album we do have a release date on, brand new Trivium, uh, in the Court the of Dome, the Dragon. October 8th, I October believe. 8th, you are correct. That is when new Trivium comes out. They yeah, so... Two singles out right now. We've already talked about In the Court of the Dragon. We did talk about In the Court of and the Dragon. Today, and today, Feast I, of Fire I forgot out. that existed until kind of just the last couple of days when they announced it. Which I, I, I'm surprised by this just because the weight between... Actually, no, that's a lie. We had... Uh, so my introduction to Trivium was in, was in 2015. And I think they turned around and released another one, 2017. And then that was the kind of the four-year wait between The Sin and the Sentence and now then what we got last year, which was uh, What the Dead Men Say. But then I wasn't expecting a Trivium album this year. And here we are. So Yeah, I I wasn't, although we probably should, because I don't think Matt Heafy Matt Heafy's released relaxes. so much music in the he no, has. He 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 is a workhorse. There is actually a news story. I think the rest of the band kind of debunked it and they thought it was funny, but there is a news story that Matt Heafy was making more off Twitch than he had with Trivium. <laughs> and I, I, I it wasn't like a, a news story written out of like malice or anything negative right, right, right. but they were using they only used spotify streaming numbers that they just you had faulty yeah, wrong which numbers which is yeah it's, which that's is not a good which is a fraction of you not even factoring record sales not factoring right, apple right. music not factoring app itunes buys right. because you not only can you stream it on apple music you can buy it on apple music right, right. um because I, I, I did see that on uh the basis i know his name i'm not going to say it because i can't pronounce it the uh, basis, Paolo? yeah, Paolo. They uh, also did you see that they uh, just moved into a new space? I didn't see. They that, did. They no. they. I think Matt's using his Twitch dollars, and because uh, I do think Matt does very well on the Twitch. Oh, uh, I'm sure he does. When you stream six hours a day, <laughs> um, and Paolo's on the Twitch game as well. Nice. But uh, yeah, they just got a new down in in uh, Orlando, Florida. I believe is where they're. Located. Yeah, that's where they're headquartered. And um, they, they just got a, a big space. They've been posting stuff about it. So a uh, new rehearsal space. And, uh, yeah, new, new. We just listened to Feast of Fire for the first time. It came out yesterday. I, I dug that better than In the Court of the Dragon. I, I can't have an opinion on it because I've only listened to both of them a few times. Because, like I said, I did forget In the Court of the Dragon existed. Um Feast of Fire, I think the reason you say that is I think Feast of Fire had a lot more clean vocals, it did. which is more into your... And that is exactly why? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm i a sucker for... I I do like the heavier Triviums. I, I think that Matt does a, a good job. He's probably... Him and Corey might be one and one A of my favorite screamer heavy vocals. Hey, speaking of Corey, when we were talking about live shows coming up, we get to see Corey... MF Taylor do, in, in a week that's or so. Like, yeah, like tomorrow or something. It, yeah, it's coming up very, very quickly. I, and that was, I totally forgot about that as well. Yeah, that kind of, and that one. I just, can't wait for that show. That's in a small club. It is okay. Yeah, I didn't. Do you remember what it's called? Nope. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, because that one kind of. Because I've never heard of that club before. That one kind of popped out of nowhere on us. It did. And uh, and and we grabbed onto some tickets, and we get to see Corey Taylor very soon. Because we, saw, I saw Corey Taylor like a couple weeks ago. We talked about that last right, episode. Right. And I'm, I I really just excited to see Snuff again because I imagine that's going to come. I would hope. I w- I would sure hope. CMFT. CMFT. They might bring out. And here's the thing: we're seeing it in Tech Nine's hometown. If that means anything. That would be interesting. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? I don't know what Tech Nine's doing these days. He's waiting for the Corey Taylor show. Tech Nine has a has a beer, I believe. Of course, I, he does. I know that's like the new thing that people latch on and their names on the things. But uh, Tech Nine has it's a it's a local Kansas City brewery, and he, I think he's he's worked with them. Interesting. That, that just, I have to look that up. I've never. I don't even. I can't tell you the name of it. I just know it exists. But. uh Tech Nine, yeah, that'd be awesome if we got Tech Nine to come out and because that would. I'm I'm so much looking forward to that show because it, like I said, it's going to be in a small club. I've I've seen Slipknot a couple of times. I've never seen Stone Sour and Stone Sour. I have never seen Corey rock. Taylor, so I'm I'm very very jazzed for this one. Yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be good. Corey Taylor has his own um, CMFT avatar letters, 
um, which maybe three people know what I'm talking about. But uh, the letters made out of light bulbs. I don't know. The Avatar letters. That's what they are to me. Avatar has their Avatar letters. Um, Bring them out of the van. Put them on the tiny stage. <laughs> enter through the front door. Right. Yeah. So These are inside jokes about St. Louis clubs and Avatar that nobody gets. Isn't um, someone that you want to see playing at that club? Yes. Um, Miles Kennedy. Miles Kennedy. Yeah, this one's going to trigger See, I'm me telling out. you, all of these shows are falling into the cracks, and I'm, I'm going to miss out on something. We will go see Miles Kennedy at that, that club. Yeah, I don't think I'll be able to attend that. Um, I need to I'm gonna put that on the calendar as soon as we were done recording, because I, I keep forgetting about that one. Yes, I, I, I think you'll have a, a great... Because when uh, whenever last year the at the the end of all concerts whenever we both saw I think that's where we're seeing Blacktop Mojo next week by the way I believe that's true when you saw Dirty Honey the night that I saw um, William William Duvall yes you kind of made a comparison but yours was completely absurd and silly you're like if Black Sabbath came the same night that Miles Kennedy came, would you see Miles Kennedy? Which was that's which what is I not said. A, which is not an equal comparison. My Don't man. think at all that's that that was I exactly said. it was something absurd like that. But um, yeah, and I I really want to see Miles Kennedy in that club acoustic setting, and I I, I think it'll uh, be. I'm a not great even show. Uh, sure it's an acoustic show. It's not. You're right. Ides of March is not an acoustic album. I'm still thinking of. Uh, Year of the Tiger, but which I would have loved to see him on that tour where it is him and an acoustic guitar. But all right, we've beaten this one to death. We have. So I want to thank everybody for listening to our our mellow hotel room show. I'm trying to keep things quiet because we don't want to disturb our neighbors. And I'm also beaten down mentally right now. <laughs> you are. It's been a. It 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 hasn't been a, a rough day in the terms of. Well, we, we've been on the road for a while. We have been so on the road. So we're a little road weary. I just, I don't wake up early easily. And then when I wake up early and I'm up all day, I won't be able, like, I can't take a nap. You're about to hit a wall, I get But it. I, I hit the wall at, like, 9 a.m. <laughs> I've just been trudging along. All right, well, we will let you get your beauty rest. A beauty rest. I want to thank I... everybody for listening. Got to like save to, it now. Email us, please. Email us at it's the way of rock at gmail.com. You can stop by our Twitter, our Instagram, or our Facebook at it's the way of rock. Go to our website, and that is it's the way of rock.com. You can buy a t shirt there. Use promo code TWOR and save yourself 15%. You can also listen to the podcast there as well as all of your favorite podcast platforms. For Jack, this is Jeff saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later.